good morning church it's a pleasure and privilege once again to minister god's word uh, to you before uh, we go into the passage i i was reading one story about one young preacher so he was preaching in a one church and there were four elders who were seated in the in the front row and uh, so as he started sharing his thoughts he spoke one thought and then one elder spoke to the other that this is uh, this is uh, spurgeon's thoughts this are spurgeon's comments and uh, then 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 he he got irritated then he continued he spoke another thought and the other elder spoke to the the other elder and said that okay these are darby's thoughts and he was like okay uh, this is uh, so they were whispering they were whispering and then he spoke another thought and then the the one of the elders said to the other saying oh these are wesley's uh, this is wesley speaking and now he got really irritated you know he's like uh, okay what are these guys whispering to each other and so very angrily he said okay if you want to talk you guys can go out uh, please don't disturb the congregation let others be edified and then the fourth elder so, uh, said okay now he spoke finally we heard his thoughts uh, so the point that i was uh, trying to make is um, it's easy to prepare a sermon uh, it's easy to kind of you know read a few good uh, preachers and then uh, compile a sermon and present but what is more difficult is to practice and uh, my prayer today is that i myself would be uh, practicing what i preach uh, and thankfully today there is only one elder here so <laughs> he can't speak to anybody all right so this morning we are uh, i'm planning to uh, consider a few thoughts uh, from the life of mary magdalene uh and uh, she uh, as i have been reading this particular portion and it's been a really a great encouragement uh it's a, it's it's, uh, it's very great to see her love and devotion for the lord and so as we read that uh, the it was one the first day of the week comes mary magdalene early while it was yet dark you know mary to just to give you a brief background uh she was the one from whom the lord had cast the seven demons and uh, she had experienced the love of christ she had experienced the grace of christ and uh, because of which she loves him back she she devotes her life to christ and she shows her love and devotion to christ on the cross at the grave and we see that and so she wakes very early while it was at dark you know it is still night but she gets up and uh, she comes to the grave i want to spend a few minutes on this phrase but before we we look at her waking up early and coming to the grave i just wanted to focus your attention that she not only woke up early but she also waited at the cross she waits at the cross look at john chapter 19 and verse 25 now there stood by the cross of jesus his mother and his mother sister mary the wife of cleopas and mary magdalene okay there are many marys okay so we are talking about mary magdalene just to be clear uh, she was one along with the other marys she is standing at the cross of jesus where he was crucified she not only woke up early but she is also she waits at the cross now let me tell you it's it's not a it's not a very pleasant sight to wait at the cross 
what do you think are you going to see there you're going to see a man suffer you're going to see blood you're going to see the torture of the soldiers it's a gory sight in today's world if that were to be shown in a television i'm sure that would have been censored because it's a gory it's a gory sight and no normal human being would want to see that sight and there she is a woman who stands at the cross she is waiting at the cross there is blood there is beating there is bruise they have stripped his clothes christ is hanging in that particular situation she had the courage to stand at the cross another aspect is she identified with the cross she identified with christ mind you it's a time when all the disciples have fled it's a time when peter denied even knowing christ nobody wanted to identify with christ at that point in time and there she is she is ready to identify herself with the man on the cross the lord jesus christ what a great lesson for our lives the cross divides all mankind either you identify with the cross or you identify with the world you can't have both many times we think that we want the best of both worlds we want to enjoy the world and all its good things and all its pleasures that it offers though it might look evil and come on a sunday and identify with christ and with the cross either you identify with christ and the cross or you identify with the world i'm reminded of the song by fanny crosby a blind a blind poet or you a lyricist she never saw anything in her life and all her desire was christ and the cross and she writes like this jesus keep me near the cross there a precious fountain free to all a healing stream flows from calvary's mountain in the cross in the cross be my glory ever till my raptured soul shall find rest beyond the river and so on and so forth jesus keep me near the cross in the cross be my glory forever may this be our prayer may this be our desire that we would identify ourselves with the cross and christ and not with the world she not only waits at the cross but she also waits at the grave when he was being buried please turn with me to matthew chapter 27 and we have there the burial of lord jesus in matthew chapter 27 and i'll read from verse 57 to 61 to help you understand with the background i'm sure you know it uh, when the evening was come there came a rich man of arimathea named joseph who also himself was jesus disciple he went to pilate and begged the body of jesus then pilate commanded the body to be delivered and when joseph had taken the body he wrapped it in a clean linen cloth and laid it in his own new tomb which he had hewn in out in a rock and he rolled a great stone to the door of the sepulcher and departed and there was mary magdalene and the other mary sitting over against the sepulcher and there was mary magdalene and the other mary 
sitting over against the sepulcher. I don't know what she was waiting for. I don't know what she was sitting for. Christ is has died, and he is buried on the on the inside the grave. The, the the stone has been rolled. People have departed, and that is Mary Magdalene. She sits over against the sepulcher. She wants to be near the Lord. Where the Lord is, I want to be there. Even if he, if it means that he is dead, that is fine. I want to be close to his body. She not only waits at the cross, she waits at the grave at the time of his burial. So keeping this in background, now we come to John 20 verse 1. You know, she was the last at the cross. She was the last at the grave and she is the first on the day of resurrection. She is the first to come back early morning. And that really thrills my heart to see her devotion, to see her love for the Lord. The first day of the week comes Mary Magdalene early when it was yet dark. She waits at the cross, she waits at the grave, she wakes up early for the Lord. At a time when probably it was a, it, it was a feast time. There were a lot of strangers in Jerusalem at that point in time. Probably it was not that safe, I'm not sure. But that didn't matter to her. It was yet dark and she wakes up and comes. You know, this reminds me of our mothers and some of our sisters and our mothers, you know. In, in most of the homes, uh, um, the mothers are the people who will go to bed the last and they'll be up the next day morning before everyone gets up. And, and that's true, I think, in most of my our homes. I, I remember I've stayed with uh, Sam a couple of times and his mother who's a banker, she, she'll, be the la- she'll be the person who'll go to bed the last. And the next day morning, before we get up, we'll have uh, Appam and Motagari, uh, you know. She'll be up and be ready and have, have it ready for us. And I used to wonder what, what keeps you motivated, you know, to sleep for four or five hours. How, how can you do that? And that's true for in, in most of our homes. And I'm reminded of, of uh, how y- your mothers, your sisters are motivated, you know, to rise up early and to be the person, to be the last person to go to bed. And if you remember also in Proverbs 31, uh, when it speaks about that, the, the, the woman, that righteous, virtuous woman, and it says that she rises up early while it is yet night so that she could feed her household. What motivates them? Why don't they take a day off? What wakes them off? Is it the alarm? I don't think so. It's the love for their family. It's the love towards the children and the husband that, that wants to make sure that they are fed and taken care of. A love that motivates one to wake up early. The love for Christ motivated Mary to wake up that morning. The love for Christ motivated her. You know, like for the past many weeks, uh, all the preachers have been uh, emphasizing on the fact of coming early. And that's something which I, I also really, really struggle with. The root cause needs to be understood. The root cause is not that you slept late last night. The root cause is not that 
you stay far. The root cause is the love for Christ. And I probably think that Mary, she probably did not sleep the whole night. That's, that's, that's what I understand. And I'm not, uh, I'm not very sure the scripture doesn't say that. But that's what I infer that she probably did not sleep the whole night. And that's why she, she could come up very early while it was yet night. I remember I generally don't get up very early in the morning. One, 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 one morning I woke up very early and I came out of, uh, you know, I was doing some work in the, in the hall. Uh, Sam generally wakes up very early before me and that day he saw me early and he's like, bro, you did not sleep. And he was right. I did not sleep the whole night and that's why I could, you know, get up early in the morning. The point is, I believe that she did not sleep the whole night and that's why she could come up uh, early. If you remember in Song of Songs, when we read about the Shulamite woman, she, she, uh, it says that, uh, I could not find sleep in the night because of my love. Okay, we can read that, Song of Songs, chapter 3, verse 1. If somebody gets it, can you please read it? Yeah, thank you so much. All night long, I looked for the one whom my soul loves. And doesn't that fit with, with, with Mary Magdalene? Probably all night long she was at a bed and she wanted to see Christ. And she wanted to see Christ. A love that would not let her to sleep. A love that motivated her to wake up early. A love that would not let her to sleep. Let's move on. She wakes up early. Verse 2, Then she runs and comes to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and said unto them, They have taken away the Lord out of the sepulchre and we know not where they have laid him. She is witnessing what she saw to the, to the, to the disciples, to Simon Peter and to John she witnesses what she saw. And it's very peculiar, you know, she runs and comes to Simon Peter and to the disciple John. And I was wondering why, why, why did he, why she why did she not go to say like the, the Sanhedrin, the pilot, the soldiers? Why? And then I realized, you know what she knew? The the other people who love my Lord are these. The other people who would appreciate this message is, are these. The other people whom I can fall back to, whom I can cry with, whom I can share this, are these. And hence, she runs to Simon Peter and to John. For she knew she would, the message would be accepted, the message would be appreciated there. The topic of Christ, the topic of Speaking of Christ will only enjoy and excite a child of God and none other. If you are going to speak about Christ and his love to a person who is not a believer, he will be, don't waste my time man, I have better things to do on YouTube. That wouldn't excite him. The only people who would be eager, who would be all ears to the message of Christ and the cross are people of God. 
I'm, I'm not speaking about gospel sharing. Please don't get me wrong. We need, we need someone when we want to share something about Christ. I have a friend of mine. Uh, every now and then he keeps calling me and like, uh, he speaks in Hindi. He's like, Aray, Mayaj, I learned a very good thought about Christ and he'll share. And he won't let me go till I say, yeah, it's a wonderful thought. If I if I keep if I if I raise a doubt and say probably that's not the right interpretation he'll be he'll be disappointed he'll be like what what can you please reason it out and so he he does that and one day at two two in the morning I think he calls up bro I was reading this and uh, I said it's two in the morning no it really excited me so we will be able to share and be excited about Christ and talk about Christ and edify one another only in this particular congregation only with the people who love Christ and who know Christ. And so, church, let me exhort one another that we talk with one another about Christ. What is our speech after the meeting gets over? Do we, do we, are we interested in the current affairs of, the, uh, of, of, of India? Are we interested in what's happening in sports? Or do we talk something about Christ? Or do we talk something that would build one another? That would mean something in the spiritual realm? What is our talk? And so, see, she witnesses what she saw to Simon Peter and to John. And if you, if you observe, verse 2, she runs and look at verse uh, 4, she makes the other two run as well. She runs and she makes the other two run as well. A small fire, a small fire you knew can ignite hundreds of other people. She runs and she makes others run. And so we see that Peter and John, they run together. Uh, and I am assuming that Mary also ran and they came to the, to the grave. Now since we are considering Mary Magdalene, we'll quickly slide to verse 10 onwards and we'll skip uh, the rest for some other time. Uh, verse 10, Then the disciples went away again to their own own home. But Mary stood without at the sepulchre weeping. The disciples went away to their own home, but Mary. You know, this morning one of our brothers reminded of that contrast. But God. There is a clear contrast here. Very clear contrast. The, the disciples came, they, they saw the the, the grave, the tomb, okay, the body is not there, fine. What is the best thing that we can do? Nothing, go home. And they did go home. That was the most intelligent thing to do. That was the most logical thing to do. Go home. What else can we do as human beings? But Mary, but Mary. You know, she stood without at the sepulchre. Mary we saw that she waits at the cross. She waits at the grave when he was being buried. She wakes up early. She is witnessing what she saw. And here she is again waiting at the empty tomb. She waits at the empty tomb. She not only waits, but she also weeps at the empty tomb. And not only she weeps, but she also keeps a watch. She watches the empty tomb. She waits, she weeps and she watches. And the weeping is not 
a silent cry the word the the, the original word is a, it speaks of a loud cry it's a loud wail it's a weep that others would come to know of and so that she is at the empty tomb waiting weeping and watching a love that compels her to wait a love that caused her to weep a love that motivates her to watch and at that point in time all that fills her heart all that she wants is the body of christ the dead body of christ that's it she just wanted to see that no when i when we read about this i'm reminded of you know the small young kids if uh, i don't know if you observe uh, if if a mother uh, she leaves the kid for some time and she say goes to a bathroom or some place the kid will stand right at the place where the mother left look into the direction where the mother has gone and weep weep loudly till her mother returns and once the mother comes and lifts the baby that's when she is comforted and that's when her tears dry instantly and that's what mary is doing i see a similar picture here like a child like a like a child who doesn't understand anything who doesn't know much who doesn't know what is going on all she know all she knows and wants to do is stand there look into that direction where her lord probably was and cry in that direction till he comes out or till she sees him what a love waiting weeping and watching in the direction two old testament saints that had a similar experience you know if you remember elisha when 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 elijah was about to depart we see that he didn't let him go at all he's like i will wait with you wherever you go i'll go with you don't leave me he waits with elijah and then when elijah is taken up he weeps he weeps and he watches that sight another person is david you know david he, he says in psalm 69 verse 3 i am very of crying my throat is dried my eyes fail while i wait for my god a true believer's heart longs for god it waits for his revelation it weeps for his present presence and it watches for him to perform and so let's move on was 12 as she watches into the into the grave she sees two angels in white sitting two angels in white sitting the one at the head the other at the feet where the body of jesus was lain very peculiar sight a very peculiar sight in i think i've shared this earlier in 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 one of the worship uh, session nowhere in the scriptures we find that angels sat you know angels they are generally known to stand they are ministering spirits they stand gabriel says i am gabriel who stands in the presence of god no there is no seat for him at the presence of god he stands because he is ready to execute the order that god gives him and he stands in the presence of god 
And here is, here are the two angels who are sitting. I, I'm not, I don't have any uh, confirmatory explanation of why they sat. There are many commentators who say, but we can't, we can't strongly make a dogma out of it and say that this is the reason why they sat. But they were sitting. And Mary sees this angel. They, they, she sees the two angels. She's not excited about it. She's not afraid of, about it. You know, there are, there are people who saw angels and they were scared. They were afraid of the strange vision that they saw. And mind you, it's a, it's, it's a time when it is dark and when it's probably early morning. There is nobody around. It's a grave. She's not, and she's not afraid about some strange men sitting in a tomb or angels sitting in a tomb. She's not, and she's, she's not excited, afraid, forget. She's also not comforted by the sight. She continues to weep. She continues to weep. You know, in the example of the small kid that I gave you, if a kid, if a kid is crying for a, for, for its mother, the only person who can comfort her is the mother. Not a toy, not a chocolate, not even the father probably. And here is Mary. She wants Christ. She wouldn't be comforted by the sight of angels. She wouldn't be comforted by the sight of a gardener. She wouldn't be comforted by the apostles or any other man. She is not interested in any other things that is happening around her. She wants Christ and Christ alone will satisfy her. Dear brothers and sisters, what do we long for? What fills our heart? What satisfies us and what comforts us? Are they the toys of this world? Or is it Christ? Do we, like the child, cry for God and God alone? Or are we happy are we happy with the things of the world, the entertainment of the world, and the filth of the world? What satisfies us? What gives us joy? May the Lord help us that we, like Mary, long for Christ, long for God, and God alone. As the psalmist says, as the deer pants for the water, so my soul longs after thee. Let us, let us look into our lives and see what fills our heart, what satisfies us. Moving on. And so there we see in verse 13, and the angels speak and they say unto the woman, Why weepest thou? She says unto them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. Because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. Did you observe that that particular statement is Similar, not same, similar to what is what she says in verse 2. Look at verse 2, the last part. She says, They have taken away the Lord out of the sepulchre, and we know not where they have laid him. Okay, it's the same, except for a few pronouns here and there. It says, and that's, there's a reason, we'll come to that reason. She, the, look at the change, you know. There she says, They have taken away the Lord. And here she says, they have taken away my Lord. 
Okay? And there she says, we know not where they have laid him. And here she says, I know not where they have laid him. It's, it's, the obvious explanation is, of course, she was uh, with the disciples and uh, they were, as a group, they were searching for the Lord. As a group, they were finding for the Lord. And here she's alone. And that's why she changes it to my Lord. She changes it to my Lord. But it, that, that particular phrase, it, it really excites me when she says, my Lord, as if that person lying there was mine and mine alone. Like the Shulamite woman, again that comes to my mind, she says, my beloved is mine and I am his. The Lord is my shepherd. He is mine. That speaks of the depth of her affections that she has for the Lord. And she claims the Lord to be in a very personal way. And second, she exactly knew when to change the pronouns. Now she knows she is alone. She's not with the other disciples. Now, uh, when, when we gather here as a church, we, we, we gather as a corporate, as a body of Christ. And when any brother stands to worship, he represents the entire congregation. And hence the use of pronouns is very important. It's essential that we use the word we. When you're in your private worship, in your private time with the Lord, you are free to use the word my, my Lord and I. But when we are as a group of believers, we know that Christ has died for each and every one of us. You and I have the same experience in Christ and we stand here and we represent you as well. And so it, the use of pronouns is very critical. And so move, let's move on. And uh, verse 14, when she had thus said, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing and knew not that it was Jesus. Jesus said unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? She, supposing him to be the gardener, said unto him, Sir, if thou have borne him hence, tell me where thou hast laid him and I will take him away. Verse 15. She is weeping and she is seeking. She is weeping and she is seeking if the seeking is of something which is very precious of something which you love a lot in most cases you weep in most cases you weep Hagar in the Old Testament she sought for the water for a son with tears Hannah sought for a son with tears. We consider David who wept and sought the Lord. We see Jacob when he was wrestling with, with the angel. Hosea reminds us that he wept and prevailed. He wept and made supplication. That was with weeping and seeking. Esau, when he knew that his his blessings are stolen away. We read that he sought the blessing with tears. He weeps, they weep and they seek. And so here is Mary Magdalene. She is 
weeping and she is seeking she hasn't stopped weeping since verse 11 okay she's continued to do that for quite some time now and so look at verse 15 a very beautiful expression that she makes there is sir if thou have borne him tell me where thou hast laid him and i will take him away i will take him away you know she is begging to the so called the supposed gardener that she thought was a gardener that give me the body of the lord jesus give me the body of the lord jesus look at in in matthew 27 we just read how joseph of arimathea who was a rich man he begged for the body of christ you know i have never seen a rich man begging except for in joseph of arimathea a rich man who has all the goods of this world he comes there as a beggar to pil- to pilate and he says give me the body of this man a rich man begging and here we see mary of magdalene she begs for the body of lord jesus rich or poor male or female literate or illiterate we all need christ we all need christ all mankind all humanity needs christ for salvation and we need to seek him and we need to seek him and when we seek christ we all are on a equal footing there is no advantage for one over another in song of songs chapter 3 verse 3 the shulamite woman she she says did you she says to the to the to the watch keeper of the city did you see the one whom my soul loveth did you see the one whom my soul loves and here is mary she is asking to anyone and everyone that she saw at that point in time did you see the one that my soul loves where is the body of lord jesus and that's the love and devotion that she had and mind you again she is looking for the dead body of christ okay i'm just keep that in mind and again in in the same portion she wills you know she 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 expresses her will a desire a willingness and what does she say i will take him away i will take him away the last time i checked there are at least four men required to carry a body and here is mary magdalene she is ready to carry the body of christ all alone she is ready to carry the body of a man who's born and raised in the middle east who's died in the prime of his strength without any sickness and she says i will carry him away i want to ask mary how is it possible mary how is it possible how are you going to do that mary i thought you are a weaker vessel i thought you are weak you are not strong enough to do that i thought but mary says i will carry him away a love that does not see difficulties a love and devotion that does not see any logic there is no rational there is no calculation there is no mathematical calculation there 
love bears all things love believes all things love hopes all things and love endures all things she loved the lord so much that all she wanted is the body of christ and christ alone she wills she wills she waits she weeps she watches she wills and look at verse 16 jesus said unto her mary she turned herself and said unto him rabboni which is to say master verse 15 the lord he calls her as woman and verse 16 he calls her as mary and this time she recognizes him when he calls her by name you know what a blessed thought it is that christ knows us by name the lord knows us by name when i was growing up and as a child i used to think oh lord do you have the time to remember my name there's a 7 billion population people alive and there are many others who have died there are many others who are, who are born who will be born do you have the time to know my name lord do you really care about me when when we are really distressed and disappointed the first thing that comes to my mind is lord are you like so busy that you don't care about me john 10 verse 3 it says that he calleth his own sheep by name he calleth his own sheep by name and it's really comforting when we understand that the other person knows us by name in one of the camp i uh, one of the youth camps i was speaking to a small group of teenagers and it was it was a very small group of young boys and uh, uh, so as i generally do i used to I, i was asking everybody's name one boy he one particular boy he was very offended and uh, he got up and said that uh, how come you don't remember my name i said it last year and i was like okay <laughs> he was really offended that i didn't know his name he, my memory is really poor and even now i don't know many of <laughs> names the the knowing of a person's name it it speaks of a relationship that you know him at least that he exists you might not know what he does and where he is and what he is up to but you know that he exists and here that's there is a relationship we see and she when she heard that word mary we read that she turned herself and said unto him rabboni she turned herself you know so mary was looking at the grave she was constantly looking at the grave when she thought there was suppose there was a gardener standing she turned back she spoke then she again started looking at the grave and when the lord now calls her mary she turns her back to the tomb she turns her back to the tomb forever she turns her back to the tomb forever she is no longer going to watch the tomb because here is the lord that she sought here is the lord she wept for and here is the lord she was watching for she turns her back on the tomb for good and she turns to christ 
she turns to the living one she turns to the living one she sought for the dead body but she got a living lord a living savior a resurrected one thanks be to christ that we have turned our backs to the tomb because of christ because of christ we have turned our backs to the tomb forever because we look in hope to the living one to christ and he is the hope of our living he is the hope of our life on this earth moving on and then we see that she calls him as rabboni which is to say a master and here she is worshiping she worships the lord rabboni which is interpreted my master or my great one according to hebrew sources the word rabboni is a higher version or higher order of the word rabbi it speaks of greater respect a deeper respect and we don't read about that rabboni in many places but rabbi and she says my master or my great one and she worships the lord the other women whom the lord appeared to whom the lord appeared we read that they held him by his feet and that's not written here but i'm assuming that's my assumption that she held him by his feet she worships the lord there she worships the lord there and verse 17 the lord says jesus said unto her touch me not for i am not yet it ascended that that exact translation some of the some of the translation says detain me not don't hold me back detain me not don't hold me back song of songs chapter 3 Can somebody read verse four? Yeah, I found him whom my soul loves. Here is Mary; she has found the person whom she loved. and she held him and would not let him go and hence the lord very gently he has to say detain me not detain me not you know i'm reminded of jacob if you remember you know jacob when he wrestled with that angel he did not let him go he did not let him go and says i will not let you go until you bless me and the angel says let me go the thought that i wanted to bring to your attention is she worships and she also wrestles with christ she doesn't wrestle for a blessing she doesn't wrestle for a good favor from the lord she wrestles for the lord himself she wants to detain him she wants to keep him she wrestles with christ finally my time is up we'll quickly conclude uh was 18 Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he had spoken the things unto her. Here she witnesses what she experienced. In the first time she wit- she she witnessed what she saw, here she is witnessing what she experienced. The word 
the 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 greek word for seen there seen the lord is different if you read look at verse 12 there is a seeing there if you look at verse 14 there is a seeing there you know the greek word used for seeing there is theorio theorio yeah it's a it's a it's a it's a mental vision just to see whereas the the word that is used in verse 18 it's horao the meaning is to become to become acquainted with by experience to experience christ and to know in all the earlier seeings in all the earlier sights she just saw but in this particular seeing she not only saw but she experienced she handled she touched the lord and she is coming back to the disciples and now she is not witnessing what she saw but now she is witnessing what she experienced mary magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the lord she witnesses what experiences tiario and horao she not only had a theoretical knowledge but now she had the experience of christ and she was the first to witness about the resurrection of christ to the to the lord dear friends many of us are born in christian families in brethren backgrounds and in well established christian houses and we know the theory by heart if anybody asks us to say what it means to be a christian no we can quote from genesis to revelation from the top from the back of my even in our sleep we know it by theory have we experienced christ have we tasted him if not i would encourage you to taste the lord and see how taste and see that the lord is good and because of all her love and devotion that we saw she was the first to experience the wit- she was the first to experience and witness christ in his resurrected body and she became an apostle to the apostles the sent one to the sent one a witness to the witnesses which will be bearing witnesses over all the earth her devotion and love was richly rewarded i'll quickly summarize and i'll close we saw from the life of mary magdalene her love and devotion for the lord and how she was dedicated persistent until she got the lord we saw she waits at the cross she waits at the grave during the burial she wakes up early she witnesses what she saw she waits at the grave on the resurrection day she weeps at the grave she watches the grave she wills she she shows her will to take the body of christ she worships she wrestles and she witnesses what she experienced i would like to challenge each and every believer here to love and seek like mary she did not have much faith or much understanding about christ's resurrection she was not intelligent enough but yet the lord was gracious because she was focused on christ when our heart is focused on christ even though our faith is weak and our intelligence is small god works wonders 
God works wonders still. Because he knows that your love is genuine. Your understanding might be vague. Your understanding might be darkened. You, you probably don't understand things. But that doesn't matter. When your heart is focused on Christ, God is gracious. May God give us grace that we like Mary would wait, wake, weep, watch, will, worship, wrestle and witness for Christ. Let's pray. Most merciful God, loving Holy Father, we thank you Lord for this wonderful morning. Thank you Lord for speaking to us through the life of Mary. Father, we pray, O Lord, that we would love you, that we would seek you, O Lord, like Mary did, Father, with all our heart. O Lord, help us, O Lord, that our focus of our life be Christ and Christ alone, that we would long to be near the cross, O Lord, that we would long to be at the grave where Christ is, O Lord, Father. Lord, keep us near the cross, keep us near you, O Lord, save us from the evil one, and Father, help us, O Lord, that each and every day as we walk this life, that we be drawn closer to you, and that we would uh, one day see you as you uh, in, 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 in your body, see you face to face and rejoice with you, Lord. Father, what a great day. What a great day that we will be. We look forward to it, O Lord. Father, we pray that uh, the words that we have spoken, Lord, that it might encourage and edify one another and that as we depart, we pray that we would love you and honor you in all our lives. As a small prayer, and through the most highly exalted name of Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you.